Thank you for listening to a River Life Fellowship podcast. We're a church family in North Carolina with a vision for people to experience the grace of Jesus, be filled with the Father's love, and to release the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's this week's message from Chapel Hill. It's a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad that in this new day, his mercies are new. Great is his faithfulness, not our faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness to the generations, one generation after the next. Woo, don't get me started. I'm telling you, it's when we look at him face to face that we see who he really is. We realize we're grafted into this amazing story of his greatness that you know, through, he's been faithful for all the generations. Why would he stop now? Why would he stop now? He's not. He's not stopping now. He's going to show up. And I love how, you know, last week we looked at the story of Elijah when, and he was out in the wilderness and it's like God showed up with his grace and his mercy in that moment, and he was there to say, you're not alone. You're not alone. And then the thing I love, too, is that he gave him purpose. He met him with grace. He met him with mercy. He came, and he said, okay, well, let's give you some people to help you. Now, let's talk about what you're going to do next. God wasn't done. He wasn't done with him out in the middle. When he chose to run, God met him with his grace and his mercy. That is such good news. And so I just wanted to continue this morning with just grabbing a hold of the truth of who he is as he's created us to live face to face. We've been created to live in that place of intimacy with the Father and then in that in relationship with one another. You know, Becky I really do encourage you. There's a message. Her message is online, but it's a message she gave in at the women's retreat. And it's about Hesed, his Hesed love for us, which is that attachment love that God has. We're, we are attached to him. We're glued to him. We are in Christ. Okay. Nothing we can do to make him love us less. Nothing we can do to make him love us more. It's who he is. We are attached to God. His Hesed love for the generations is, it's, you can't undo that. You can't make that not a thing. It, it just is. It just is. And then his, he's given us that same love for one another. We've been created to be face to face, see each other, eyes to eyes. You know, that's the thing she talked about that I loved. And she says, we get to be joy generators for one another. It's for our joy. It's why we need each other. It's why we need to not just be online. I mean, you know, it's great. We're thankful for online. There are times when you can't get here. But I want to encourage you. Get in community. Get in places where you can see 
one another. You can have that connection with one another. We've been, this is what we're made for. We're made for that connection with the Lord. And I'm so excited that the Lord has given us this as part of who we are as River Life. It's part of our inheritance as River Life is to be a community who really pursues connection, hospitality with one another, you know. And so, you know, that's part of what I feel like the Lord is reminding us of in this time because we need it. We need that connection with the Lord and we need community and connection with one another. It's, it is just part of who he's created us to be. And it's the joy of being able to have one another. It really does. That joy generators, it's good. It's good stuff. It's also why the enemy wants to do the opposite. He wants to bring division. That's what we don't, we want to guard against is we want to guard against division with one another and guard the unity in Christ that he's given us. Okay, y'all ready? Okay, so last week I read about Isaiah 30, um, about the voice of the Lord and how he waits for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. The one part of that scripture I just wanted to grab out real quick is he says, Though the Lord gave you adversity for food and affliction for drink, he will still be with you to teach you. He will, you will see your teacher with your own eyes and you will hear a voice say, this is the way, turn around and walk here. Then you will destroy all your silver idols and gold images. You will throw them out like filthy rags, say, ugh, you will say to them, be gone. And so that's really what we've been talking about is removing the clutter, allowing the Holy Spirit to come and remove the lies that we have been believing. Last one we talked about last week was fear of, and that a lot of times that is by believing a lie that we're alone. And God was reminding us last week that we are not alone, right? He's, and that's where I'm talking about that Hesed love. We're not alone. He's with us, but also he gives us those around us. He gives us those relationships with people to remind us that we're not alone. So this is what I felt like the Lord was reminding me of is that he wants us to be a community of presence and power. Presence and power. In other words, we highly value the presence of the Lord in changing atmospheres, right? And we want to really host the presence of the Lord in such a way in our lives, in our homes, in our, just our interactions, that we can see atmospheres shift and, and the power of God released to heal, set free, deliver, really that we can have those places in our own lives where we can see people really walk in wisdom and revelation, and the knowledge of him, and really encounter him afresh. How many of you really know that you need those fresh encounters with the Lord on an ongoing basis? This is not just a one-time thing, right? And so we, in, we really value that, and we want to have these communities where we are experiencing the presence of the Lord and the power of God, and we're gaining wisdom in life, our day-to-day -day life. 
from being renewed in our hearts and minds from the Holy Spirit, our teacher. This is the way. Walk in it. Like that scripture says. Truth is a person and his name is Jesus. So that's why we want to stay in that place of face-to-face encounter is that if you want freedom in your life, if you want to walk in that freedom, you need interaction with the truth. You want to have truth washing and renewing your mind and your heart on a regular basis. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Expanding our capacity is what Isaiah 54 is talking about. It says, Isaiah 54, verse 2 says, Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. In his presence, we are healed, set free, and our capacity to love and overflow grows. That's what I've been, the Lord's been speaking to me, and I've been realizing is that we can catch that when we read that scripture, we might think we need to big, build bigger buildings and, and get more whatever to make room for people. And that is true. Okay, that's not, I'm not saying it's not that. But what I'm realizing is a lot of it is expanding our capacity in our own hearts. So in that place-to-place, face-to-face encounter with the Lord, we are allowing him, we're saying, Lord, yes to your expansion in my heart to be able to love like you love, learning how to love. And, And a lot of that can happen when we get the truth of who he says we are, and we can have that expansion happen as we're set free then we're able to turn and give that to somebody else, right? We have this capacity in our heart. You know, I know I've walked through times where I felt in bondage to something, or I just felt like I was struggling with something. And then when the Lord set me free from that, I had more of a capacity in my heart, have more room. You know, the clutter that goes on in your heart and your mind, the noise that goes on when you are a mess. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. And the best thing, I'm just going to tell you this, the best thing is to not try to not be a mess. It's when you try to ignore the fact that you are a mess and you try to just, well, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to just get the, I'm, I'm going to get the do-betters like Matthew would say. You know, I'm just going to walk around and act like I'm First of all, I'm ignoring the fact that I'm a mess, and then I'm just going to pretend like I'm not a mess. And does that help anybody? No. And I've tried it, and a lot of times, to be honest, the reason I would try to ignore the fact is because I wouldn't, I felt like if I turned to the Lord in that moment, I would fall, I couldn't handle the reality of the pain. Does that make sense? And so if I would turn to the Lord in that moment, so it it seemed easier to ignore it. Does that make sense? But it doesn't work. It just makes it worse 
when you shove it down, you shove it down, you shove it down, you act like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, until the Lord's like, you're going to be weak for a moment and be okay with being weak and then turn to me and let me come and be your strength. And it's like, it's so funny how you can have that happen so many times and yet you do it over and over and over and over. Right? And I have to remind myself, it's okay to say, you know what? I'm not all right right now, but Lord, I'm running to you. You are my source. You are going to come when I'm weak, you're strong. So I'm running to you because you're the only place I can find freedom. You're the only place that is good. You are the only source that I need. And then he comes with his grace and his mercy. And he comes and he's and he tenderly, and I love how kind, the kindness of our Father is absolutely amazing. And so I just, when he wants to come and do that, it, you know, it says, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. There is a whole lot of letting going on in the scripture. If you let this mind be in you, if you read throughout the scripture, there's a whole lot of letting. We have to let go, let God, and let grace do its work. Let go, let God, and let the grace of God come. Be what we need. His grace is empowering. His grace comes and unlocks our hearts, unlocks our lips, that we might be able to give joyous praise. But he's the one. When we're having the struggles going on in our hearts that feels like I am a mess and I don't know what to do about it. Let go. Let God. Let grace do its work. Let him come and unlock your heart. Let him come and unlock your lips so that you might be able to give him joyous praise. I remember a time where it was like I needed a whole lot out here figured out, but I couldn't figure out this. But I was out here trying to figure out this so that I could ignore this. Does that make sense? I wanted to figure out all the things out here to be a distraction from what was going on in here. But what he came after me was, I want to come and do a work on your insides so that there will be the overflow. If you'll allow my kingdom to come, my will to be done in here, then is going to be the overflow. Then you're going to see the things. It's like I realized there was creativity I needed to see things differently for out here. But there was a, a, a stop of the flow of creativity on the inside because I was trying to ignore what was going on in here. But the Lord was like, if you allow me to go in here and heal and set you free from things that you maybe want to ignore on your insides, but if you'll just let me, let go, let God, let grace do its work, let me come and do on the inside the work that I want to do and not be afraid because I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't go meddling in things without the Holy Spirit. I don't recommend it. But with the Holy Spirit, when he's going to things and he's wanting to heal stuff, it is for our joy. It is for unto freedom 
freedom, that we would be set free to walk in the fullness of life. It's so that we can be rooted and grounded in his love. It's so that we can know his love more. It's so that we can know his peace more. And so when he's saying, let me go to those places, it's a good idea to say, yes, Lord. But I understand it takes his grace to even go there. So as we allow the Lord to expand our capacity and enlarge our tent pegs, okay, so that we can allow the overflow, heal, remove the debris, set us free, our capacity to love and overflow grows. And people can come under that place and find a place of belonging, rest, and healing. And they can walk into that place of victory and reigning in life. That is, that, that is my dream, is that we would be able to see people walking in restoration and redemption in their lives. Isaiah twenty two twenty two says this. This is, this is really a key. <laughs> it says, the key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder, so he shall open and no one shall shut, and he shall shut and no one shall open. Worship and the presence of the Lord changes things. And in our homes, our marriages, our relationships, our finances, our jobs, we have authority. The Lord has given you authority. Each and every one, he's given you authority. And by the blood of Jesus, prayer is power. And through worship and prayer, we can see provision released. And so this is the, also the good news is he's given you authority. And one thing that um, my dad had called us a couple, few months back and said, you need to go and anoint your doorposts. You need to just, you need to plead the blood of Jesus, in other words, and you need to take that authority that the Lord has given you and exercise it, in other words. Like, you need to walk in that authority. And... Um, how many of y'all know sometimes you don't always listen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And dad's going to be like, yes and amen. But so did I listen right away? No, not right away. Till I felt the nudging of the Lord saying like, Sarah, really? Like you need to take authority. And I know he had also said this to my son Gabe to go anoint doors and stuff. And, and, um, you know, he even has a testimony of actually anointing his doors and seeing breakthrough within that day. And I'm just going to tell you, that is, that is part of just coming into alignment with, okay, Lord, I'm saying you have given me authority. And so I'm pleading the blood of Jesus around my property. And I'm saying that this is the Lord's and anything that is not of you can go right now in Jesus name and we welcome you holy spirit to have your ruling and reigning authority in our homes in our families in our own lives yeah. so i just want to encourage you if you have been coming up because a lot of times it's warfare it's warfare that we're coming up against and it's not because we're doing the wrong thing but it's because we are wanting to god is leading us into victory but he's wanting us to claim that authority that he's given us and walk in that authority. 
You know how my dad was telling you that um, when I was younger, I had grit and I had this like tenacity, especially in sports. I was just like, probably because I did have two brothers. So when it was like I had to play sports with all girls, I was like, oh, I am going to whoop you. I am going to whoop you. You, me and you, we're going to run for that soccer ball and I'm going to beat you every time. Like, that's just, I, I had this confidence in me. And I was like, if there was somebody beside me and we were battling for the ball, forget it. You're going to get a shove and I'm going to get the ball. I mean, I'm going to do it legal. But you ain't getting to that ball before me most of the time. So I did. I had this grit. I had this tenacity. But... I, I thought it was funny that he spoke about that last week because I did not feel that grit or that tenacity the week before. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like Gideon where he goes, he finds Gideon in the hiding, you know, and he comes and he says, arise, you know, in the might, you know, mighty. And it's like, sometimes we have to be reminded of who God says we are. And we have to be reminded of the authority that he paid for by his blood. He has to remind us that you are in Christ, son and daughter. You're mine. I'm your father. And don't worry, I will always show up. You know, and sometimes when we have to take that step of faith to walk in whatever it is or walk out of whatever it is the Lord is calling us to come out of or to walk into, we have to know that our Father has our back, that He is with us, and He wants us to have that reality of the authority that we have in Christ. And, you know, there, were, there is a memory in my mind talk about sports where I would play soccer on the, we had a really big, awesome stadium in Mooresville. And it was, I would be out there playing, and sometimes my dad would be late to the game. But I would hear this whistle from the stands. And when I heard that whistle, I knew that was him letting me know he was there. And I'm not, I kid you not, it was as if I went from, I don't know if I could have this picture that went. It's like this, this other level, turbo, turbo. Have y'all driven in one of those, those cars where the turbo kicks in and it's as if you go, and it's like, you know, that whistle was like the father in heaven whistling over you saying, I'm here. I'm with you. I've got your back. Now go do in the strength that I've given you. Okay. And it was as if the turbo kicked in and I could really, it was this supernatural thing, but this was my dad. It was a picture of the Lord has reminded me that over and over. It's like, listen, when you step out in faith, trust that I am with you and I will be the one that shakes the bridges. You know, I'm the elephant, you're the mouse. If you've ever heard that story, you know, where it's like there's an elephant, he has a little mouse, they walk across the bridge, the bridge shakes, 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 and they get to the other side and the mouse says to the bridge, man, yeah, I mean, says to the elephant, man, we shake some bridges. You know, like the, like that mouse thought he was the one 
that shook the bridges, as if. But it's God. And it's like, we will say that to each other. It's a joke with me and Ben. Ben says, Mom, I'm going to shake some bridges. You know, it's like this reality that it is God. It is him. It's he's the one that releases the healings. He's the one that releases the deliverance. But he's saying, come on. That's his father's heart. His father's heart It says, get up here on my shoulder. Snuggle in and let's go shake some bridges. You know, let's host the presence of the Lord in your lives in such a way with that authority of knowing whose you are and who you are in him as a son and a daughter of the king. You walk in that kingly authority and that anointing of knowing whose you are and who you are. And you can easily tell, devil, get out. Like, you don't have any place here. You have no authority here. You are trespassing. You know, and really, honestly, you start worship, and the enemy doesn't want to have any what. It doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He knows. It's reminding him of his defeatedness. Right? And we can walk in victory and reigning in life. And that grace and that favor can be resting on us. We can be reminded of that. Isaiah 59, 21. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit who is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. Can we get a vision of the future, long time, far ahead, that we would be a people who would look into the future and say, okay, Lord, I am going to stand in the might of what you've done for my descendants, for my descendants' descendants. I'm going to pray. I'm going to stand in this place of this covenant that you've made in with us, that his spirit is upon us. And his words are in our mouth. And they won't depart from our mouth. That's such an awesome scripture. Going right in to Isaiah 60. This is it. Arise and shine. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Let me get to my Bible. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Isn't that powerful? We want to be communities seeing redemption and restoration. Reigning in life. If you're not seeing the victory yet, keep watching and waiting. Keep watching and keep waiting. That was in that song too. Keep watching, keep waiting, keep hoping, keep praying. Because you're not finished with me yet. You're not finished with me yet. Keep watching. Keep waiting, keep hoping, keep praying. You're not finished with me yet. 
you're not finished with me yet. And you know, that was that word that the Lord gave Angel that I shared with you guys this past week, but I want to say it again, that if the Lord allows it, you can trust that he's gone ahead with a plan to redeem it. Whatever it is that he allows. And I also want to say this. When ev- be careful when you're looking at what's going on in Israel, what's going on anywhere with anybody, and you're not specifically there experiencing what it is. The, because what I have learned through walking with people through extreme tragedy, horrific, violent things that I walked personally with my best friend when her husband was murdered. I saw in that place that there is a supernatural grace that, you know, where it says my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. This is the key. It's supernatural. So when we look on the outside and we think, I don't, I could never go through this. This is what I thought the whole way through walking through this with Angel was I realized, oh, this is, you know, everybody looking on the outside at what we're going through in our church is thinking, because we walked through like one horrific tragedy and just, it felt like everybody looking on the outside would look and say, what have that church done? They must have done something really wrong because everything wrong's happening. But we knew that wasn't true. We knew that the Lord was with us and that we didn't under, even though we did not understand what was going on, there was an, a powerful grace and carrying us that we could not have explained to anybody else. And so I learned in that moment, oh, this, Lord, there's something here. There's something that I've never tasted, I've never seen. But I do see your kindness. I see your goodness in the midst of something really horrible. Your grace is sufficient. You're coming in and you're supernaturally picking these people up and you're carrying them so close to your heart through this moment where they don't have it themselves, but there's something supernatural here. And so I just want to encourage you that that's, that's what God has for us, is he wants us to realize that we can trust him and that even if we're not experiencing the victory, we can keep watching, keep waiting, and believe and trust that he's a really good God and he's gone ahead with a plan to redeem it. Okay? That's... That's redemption. That's restoration. And in Isaiah 61, flip over to that if you have your Bibles or on your phones. Isaiah 61, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance for our God, to comfort all who mourn and to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. 
We want to see this. We want to see this is what this is our inheritance. This is what we desire in seeing communities of presence and power walking in the presence of the Lord in power is to see healing and deliverance and people set free that he may be glorified. Isaiah 62 6 says, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. And they shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. So one of the other things that I just want to encourage you in this is prayer is power. Prayer is power. I don't know if y'all remember the Indian Thomas Cherian who came, the prophetic guy. And he kept saying, prayer is power. You know, I mean... I'm not going to say, but there's somebody in our house that has a really good depiction of him and walks around on a regular basis. Just prayer is power. And it's like it's getting it got so deep in us because it kept being it's Kairos, not Kronos, you know, and he kept saying it's Kairos time. And and that just sunk in because one of the things he was reminding us is prayer is power and also that prayer releases provision. Prayer releases provision. So grab hold of that. When you're praying, it's not empty. There is power in your prayers. And even there's no time and space in the glory of God. So if you're praying for somebody you're not close by that's far away, believe that it's as if you are standing over them right now, that there's no time and space and glory, and that you can release that prayer over them. If you're praying for those hostages in Gaza and those those areas, you can pray as if you are right there standing over them, pleading the blood of Jesus, praying their protection. It's powerful. I want to encourage you in that. I remember when there were those two girls that were hostages in Afghanistan. I'll never forget. This is years and years and years ago. And um, I'll never forget. I was in a Walmart parking lot in my car. And all of a sudden, this like, I was listening to worship music. And it's as if I hit this another level in worship and prayer in Walmart parking lot, you know, by myself. But I felt the glory fill that car, that minivan. I was in my minivan. My kids weren't with me at the moment. And I just went after it. It's like I, it's like I felt like I was standing over them. And I was just speaking in tongues and singing and worshiping and prayer. It was so powerful because I found out it was like a day or two later that we found out that they had been released, let you know, rescued, and I realized it was right around that time that I was praying that they were being released. How powerful! That is such goodness. That just can let us know that even if we're here praying, prayer is power. Prayer releases provision of all kinds. And so we get to partner with the God of the universe and believe with that authority Okay, that authority that's been given to us that we can unlock doors that no man can shut, that we can, that we can shut doors that no man can open, that through the authority, by coming into alignment, letting the Lord go there, okay, let him go there. 
Let him heal you. Let him set you free so that then you can see things the way he's seeing things. You can release that. And so that's just um, part of being that community of presence and power. As we host the presence of the Lord in our lives, people are drawn like milk and honey. Sweet and sticky. Desirable, sweet, drawing us and others close to his heart, his voice, his truth. Psalm 19, 7 through 10 is a description of God's voice that I just love. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, and they are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter than also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. <laughs> so good. He's so good. You know, I was even just thinking this morning about how my little brother, when we were younger, my mom was fixing some kind of cookies or something. I can't remember what it was, actually. But he tasted it, and he's like, I want taste and taste. He liked the taste, right? And she would give him another taste, you know. But then it was like, okay, Addie, that's, that's enough. And he was like, I want to taste and taste and taste. You know, and I was just thinking of that's the Lord. When you really get a hold of his goodness and his kindness and his words that cut through all the stuff. He, he knows us, that, that saying that says, the one who loves, knows me most, loves me best. The one who knows me the most out of anybody in the world happens to love me the most. How sweet, how good is our father that he would, and that's the thing is like, I've tasted and I've seen that he is good. I've tasted and I've seen that he is good. And when we host the presence of the Lord in our lives, don't be surprised if there's other, others around you that say, what's that you got? I think I want that. I see something in you. I see a fire. I see a passion for life. I see a, an authenticity that is not walking around faith. I, fake. I see you carrying something real. I see you walking through hard things, yet you're still walking. You're still, you haven't come out jaded. You haven't come out hardened. What is it that you carry? And that is such the opportunity we have in just walking through our day-to-day lives is we get to carry this Holy Spirit presence that is like honey. It's like that hesed is almost like, that's what, what Becky, um, the hesed love of God is that attachment love is like, almost like we're stuck to him. And then we're stuck to each other. You know, it's that love that preserves, that, that connection with each other. That they've even proven 
through brain science and different things that walking out of addiction, walking out of some of the hardest things, the people who have attachment, good attachments with others are the ones that do the best. When they have real attachments with real relationships, they're the ones that walk out of those addictions and things like that the best. This is, this is like, I would have to show it to you, but I could. That's science. That's some good science. So the law of the Lord, it, his voice restores the soul. That's what it does. It restores our soul. It makes wise the simple. How many of y'all just feel sometimes like, can we, j- okay, Lord, just take me back to the basics. Because it's where the ba- there's power in the basics. That's where I'm, you know, I love that. I'm like, he does. He makes wise the simple things. There's power in his voice. It's desirable and sweet, drawing us close and creating a crave, a longing for the presence. That's what happens. Catches the crave. I desire, I pray that over my children, that they will catch the crave. I'm pray that for the next generations, that they will catch the crave, a longing for the presence of the Lord. So that so much so that when they're, they're outside of that place, they crave. They're, they don't, maybe don't know what it is they're craving, but they know, I'm not sure what it is, but this ain't it. This, this ain't it. It's not carrying the source of what I need. And I've tasted and I've seen that he's good. There's a craving inside of me. There's a longing for more. There's a longing for not just the heady knowing God, but there's a longing that I have been created to really be known and be seen by the Father. There's a relationship to be had. There's not just a list of rules to be had, but there's a relationship that's alive and breathing. There's relationships with others in community. I want to know people who really crave to know the Lord. I want to know people that know the Lord by their heart. They're heart people. They're heart people. They're ones that are like, I don't know what all the, I might not sound right. I might not be all you know, put together, but I know that I know that I know that I've been with Jesus. That's what I want is I want that. That's my dream is that generations would cry out to know and be with Jesus. And that they would be able to discern when they're in an atmosphere where that's not it. And then when they they walk into an atmosphere that's fused with the presence of the Lord, they would be able to discern that. Because they had tasted, they'd seen, they'd been in the presence of the Lord. And that longing would not be satisfied apart from that. Apart from in his presence. That's what, we, that's what we're talking about. Communities drawn to the Lord and communities in presence of presence and power to belong. Resulting in worship and giving him praise. Honor and glory. Free people living in his presence. Face to face. Enjoying rest by the grace of God. Peace, communion, and shared purpose. That we would be walking with that shared purpose in our hearts. When God gives you, by grace, victory and wisdom in your life, in whatever area you seek him and host his presence, share that. This is the shine. 
This is what I want to encourage you lastly is to shine. Give it away, overflow. If it's he's given you, you know, victory in family and relationships, parenting, mothering, in marriage, friendships. Some people it may be in your workplaces, in finances. Like some of y'all might just know how to pay your bills. And there's somebody beside you who needs help. You can, that, that's part of, that's the Lord giving you victory by grace in one area. And you can turn and help somebody else. You know, it's a great thing. Um, if it's getting out of debt, if it's investing, if it's in business, pray for somebody. If you're wanting, if you desire to go in business, find somebody who's walking in it. Get them to pray for you. Ask them. And that's where that community of walking in that grace is really powerful. Um, inner healing, health, wellness, that may be part of it. Forming us into pr- communities of presence and power, these safe places. Establishing these, what I was talking about before, burrows, right? Like I was talking about, we I saw that vision of, of um, rabbits and multiplying. That I saw these burrows, like these communities, these churches that we're planting and, and we're seeing come forth. This is, our, this is our desires, that we would establish communities that hosts the presence of the Lord where we can encounter him, find freedom, healing through the power of God, and see people equipped to bring heaven to earth, reigning in life, receive wisdom from on high, freedom, joy, rejoicing in the Lord for his goodness and kindness towards us for the generations. This is what we're cultivating. Thank you for listening to a River Life Fellowship podcast. To get more information, check out riverlifefellowship.com.